Hey, how you guys doing? This is producer from Brothers Comics. Welcome to Season 4, Episode 2 of the Marvel Hacks, uh, where we go through some of the books that have come out recently. We're a little bit behind on some of these books, but we'll get you guys all caught up. On the line tonight, I have my two favorite Marvel Hacks. On the line tonight is the Sandman. Sandman, say what's happening. Please, you are, people. We're back. Yes, we are back. Uh, Sandman's been busy playing a video game. We'll get to that later. Also on the line tonight is Brother Beavis. Brother Beavis, say what's happening. Hey, yo, what's up? Yeah, not a video game player, at least in that particular video I game. I used to yeah, be, so, but like my uh, my reaction time is like so poor. Like I can I can get with yeah. some Lego games. That's about the extent of it at this point. <laughs> yeah, if it has any yeah, form of heads-up display and any sort of t- like timing-related stuff, forget it. I'm out. I've, I've reached that point of playing the video games where I generally like read the warning on there. Like I think I'm gonna have a seizure if I keep playing this. So um, yeah, it's like <laughs> I don't. I'm not gonna have a seizure. But this has off. characteristics that I'm just gonna be terrible at this game. So I'm gonna go play some Lego games. Yeah. Well, and again, y'all of all people know that I'm not very good at video games. But anyway, but yeah, so we're going to get into that real quick before we get into Blurred Notes, which always kicks us off. Anybody mess with this Iron Fist Season 2? Because I I can't do it. I just, I got burned so hard on the first six or seven episodes of Season 1. So I'm I'm 3 in. I haven't had the time to watch it yet, but I'm going to watch at least the first episode to see. If it's anything behind it or not, but not not as of yet, no. Yeah, so I I'm, I there. think I'm three in, and I watched the first one, and I had like the same reaction I have to like every one of these. Like, okay, like you set the stage, but I don't know if I have like ten more hours in me. So, uh, but yeah. I got over that hump. I watched the next two. Um, I think I texted you guys. Like the the big thing for me is like. I'm real curious to see how they develop Alice Eve's character because um, Mm -hmm. she doesn't fit the producer's profile, but that's fine with me. Uh, (laughs) um, But I actually, I went out and spoiled like, well, not like kind of lightweight spoiled it. And like, I could definitely take a pass, but I'm sort of in this, like I need to try and like develop an appreciation for stuff that I know I don't like. Like, you know, we've, we're yeah. in this mode of, like, we like exactly what we read in the 80s and everything else is trash. Like, I don't know what yeah. a good Iron Fist story would be for me. So, like, I'm trying to get into it. Hmm. Um, Danny Rand is definitely better, and, and that's almost impossible mm-hmm. to have done. But, like, you could kind of tell, like, in the Luke Cage, like, his character there, he's like, well... He started smoking weed, and he has a girlfriend, so he's much more relaxed, and he's fine. No, but you know, so he's he's much better. Like the fights were bad, but like I can't tell you how good they are. They're definitely better. Um, they yeah. haven't got to Misty Night, which is basically the reason I watch all these shows yet. So uh, yes. uh, just holding out for yes, the Misty Night appearance. But I think this one is only ten ten episodes, so I'm. A good third in. That's good. Um, so, that's I'm, good, man. It's uh, it's it is not on path to be the worst Netflix show. Okay. Well, I guess that's which long. would be the first one, but we also could be yeah. in a Attack of the Clones situation here too, yeah. where this is just it's just better than the other one, which was crap, you yep. know. Um, but <laughs> I I hear you. 
And we're going to reverse on this uh, Alice Eve question real quick. Um, yeah, I know who she is. Uh, I maybe didn't know who her name or what her name was, but I have pretty much watched. The, is, is she was she in that movie where she was like a foreign exchange student or something? And they, her and some other dude like did all this kind of sex stuff in France to this kid. I'm pretty sure that was her, right? I don't think did so. See that one? She so no, she was in was she her. was in the she was had a controversial role in the Star Trek reboot because yeah she yeah was I remember that Carol whoever and she's primarily known for stripping down to her bra and panties in a scene that was yeah widely I've seen properly that regarded as exploitative she was also in mm-hmm. um uh there was a there was a period of time where I don't know if I'm going to come up with his name but it's like Seth Rogen's boy. Uh, oh, Jay Burrishell had like he was making money. Oh, right, right. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She wasn't. No, she it's, wasn't the girl next door. She's that not, was somebody she's, else. It's like she's she's not. It's not she's not into you or something like that. I don't know. Anyway, yeah. she was in that. That was. Like I know. I know which one. Probably one of her, mm-hmm. one of the one of the movies where she got the most play, and I'm sure she's been in other stuff. I like her a lot, and I think at one point there was a rumor that she was, or at least some fan-generated images that she was going to be Captain Marvel, and I could definitely see that. Oh, okay. But um, yeah, she's uh, fits the beefier profile for sure. But yeah, they're which so she she's here, Typhoid Mary, mm-hmm. which is a you know a person with disassociative disorder. They're giving her a lot of range, and she's at at the end of episode three, she's just sort of coming up as. Um, you know, a potential antagonist in the story. She's just had sort of a weird introduction at this point, um, and they're starting to uh, flesh out her character into episode four. All right. Hmm. No problem. All right. So, yeah, so I, I haven't, uh, I'll have to eventually, maybe if we get some of the rain from this hurricane, maybe I'll uh, I'll watch some of it, but he's stuck in the house. All right. Let's get into blurred notes. Uh, hold on, let me hit my music. Now, again, if you're a listener to this podcast, there, there is no music. I'm just, I've, it's become a, a trope now. Like, I'm going to say I'm going to hit the music, but there's no music. All right. So, yeah, so blurred notes, I'm going to spell out blurred, uh, give the guys some topics here just on a word. And we'll kind of go around the table in the in the realm of comic and comic book movie news and pop culture. All right, so B is for Batman. Um, we're going to come to some other DC news here, and this will be that's their one for DC this week because there's no DC book. Um, but it's rumor has it that Ben Affleck is out as Batman of DC Cinematic Universe. Um, there was an inter- an interview or an interview, an article, an article, an interview with uh, the actor who plays Jon Snow on Game of Thrones, and there's a potential of him actually being. Uh, the new Bruce Wayne. There was also something out there about John Hamm also possibly becoming Bruce Wayne. Um, my bigger question to the table is, do we even really need another solo Batman movie, which would be bringing us total to almost, was it nine movies of solo Batman movies? So another solo Batman movie, Sandman. Do we need one? Hell no. Uh, but here's the thing. WB slash DC, it's really WB, there really is no, no DC, it's just WB under their name. They don't know how to do anything else. Look at the mess that they made, and this is what we're going to get into even more later with the, uh, another superhero that's probably not returning. That They just don't know how to make anything other than single Batman movies, and really that's it. I mean, I guess you could say that the Wonder Woman is the one really good one they had in that universe, and Man of Steel was kind of so-so, so, so. Uh, that's all they know, so that's what they're going back to, so, 
No, they don't need it, but that's what they're going to do. I see WB executives up at late at night looking at posters of Batman and saying, I just can't quit you, <laughs> uh, brother. <laughs> do, we need, do we need another freaking Batman movie? Well, I think the Batman movie we have not got yet, and, uh, and maybe The Dark Knight is the closest to this, is a movie, a Batman movie where Batman is the environment and is the backstory, and the real push is what's going on. And so... If you could make a bat, if 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 you can use the world of Batman and Batman himself as the canvas to tell stories and introduce interesting villains, then sure. Um, I don't know if that's how they set out with the Dark Knight and what they got with you know Heath Ledger's Joker's performance and even you know Two Face I thought was great too. Um, so mm-hmm. I think if 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 as long as we don't have to have another Batman origin story, as long as we don't sort of mm-hmm. deal with Batman's angst and Batman trying to have a real life and and building up his supporting cast of people to make tech tech for him and like maybe tell a villain story or tell you know tell a victim story you know use Batman as the background to tell stories then sure but they've you know we have had enough that's really tried to give us a new version of Batman where I don't know that we necessarily need a new version of Batman but hopefully you've done enough where you could use that to tell some better stories it seems like they're just doing everything they can and they paint themselves in a corner. It's like, well, okay, this is great. We're going to do this new Batman, but when are we getting to the Joker? Because that's pretty much yeah. what they all they care about. Yeah. And I just think that story has been told yeah. twice for sure. And I don't think you can essentially top that at this point. Yeah. And, and take know, everything I, like I just idea. said and, and then ask what the next best villain is. And you know, the, the Batman, hmm. the animated series, some of the best, some of the best episodes were where, it was a story about the villain, and and the Mister Freeze story mm-hmm. is is phenomenal, and you know the best Mister Freeze story they've ever told. But even they had, you know, characters that you never even heard of. That Batman in the animated series became the backdrop for these other stories about the world and the civilians and the villains, and they could definitely get there. I just I don't know that they're gonna. As long as it matters who Batman is, then. It's a, mm. that's a pretty good indicator that they're not headed that direction. And as much as I could say, like, yeah. I don't, you know, Jon Snow is a little short to be a stormtrooper, um, you know, <laughs> Michael Keaton was a little, you know, Michael Keaton was not an obvious yeah. or choice. And uh, I think up till that movie, uh, you know, that there was a lot of skepticism. And even after, there was some skepticism. But, you know, yeah. it could work, but mm. I don't have any confidence that the studio will make it work. Yeah, they're just they're just spinning their wheels. Like I said, Affleck's gonna get run. Whoever this dude is is doing this. As Matthew Reeves, I guess. Um, I mean, it's just it just seems like it's just like okay, well everything else is failing, you know. And you pull, you know, Batman's a trump card. Yeah. You know, let me throw this down and you know see what happens. And I, I don't know. I just I know people love Batman. I mean, I'm not one of them, but I know people love Batman, and there's just this this hunger for it. But I don't know, and I know Ben Affleck is having some personal issues right now, which might not be able to f- fulfill his commitment, so to speak. Um, so maybe that's the reason that they're running him the, off. But, the funny um, thing to yeah, me is, like, I, you I'm, could I'm, recognize the Justice League uh, reshoots because you're like, apparently, clearly Ben Affleck was like, "Fuck you, I'm not getting back in shape. You get what you get." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So there's like, yeah. there's like yeah. fat Batman yeah. scenes and there's Batman scenes. It's hilarious. Yes. Yeah, that's bad. Yeah, all right. Uh, letter L uh, is look 
uh, we got our first look at Captain Marvel uh, Entertainment Weekly last week uh, around noontime. Uh, Brie Larson like, tweeted something the day before. It was like, hey, are you ready to break the internet? And at around noon, E-Dub released pictures, still pictures from the um, uh, from the movie. I guess uh, Sandman told us uh, in our text chain that the trailer is supposed to come out on Jimmy Kimmel on Friday. I ain't watching no fucking Jimmy Kimmel. And um, so we'll, uh, we'll get a chance to see. But we got a chance to see some first pics. We get to see her in the uh, uniform. Uh, she has an extremely long back. We'll get to that later. <laughs> and... Um, <laughs> But the green suit has now the red and blue suit. That's a fairly traditional uh, version of the Captain Marvel suit. Uh, we got to see some scrolls. Um, we got to see, um, uh, I mean, uh, some Krees. Uh, we got to see Ronan again, uh, much younger and not as beat up as he was in Guardians of the Galaxy. So, uh, Brother Beavis, first look on the picks. Are you hyped for the movie? A female perspective, one of our other podcasting people, she's like, I'm not hyped for this movie at all. Yeah, it the you know, nothing they're showing gets me hyped. But that being said, like the track record um does. Like, you know, Marvel's been able to take characters and stories that maybe aren't most familiar or maybe you're not expecting and make good movies about them. So I I have no doubt that they can make a good movie out of them. But the the one thing that's sort of been like uh, hit me the last few days is like is 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 captain marvel the goldberg is she goldberg of marvel like it's just getting no. pushed down our throats <laughs> as the next big mm-hmm. thing whether or not she is the next big thing and you know i i've i've read some of the modern era captain marvel and i have i have no problem like i i like it but it's not like oh that's awesome so i you know i don't i don't know but there again this isn't necessarily targeted at me, so I'm not. It it didn't get me hyped, but you know I've I've had confidence. I'm I get more nervous when there's something I'm really familiar with and have strong feelings about, like oh you better not screw this yeah. up. But like I I, yeah. I don't have any doubt that they can make a good movie out of this. I have a I have an extreme yeah. doubt that like Dark Phoenix might be good, but this which is you know going to cover some of the same ground. Yeah, I I think it's going to work out. Yeah, I, well, we'll get to uh, our <laughs> six months from now. Man, I don't know about this Avengers Four shit, man. This is, I don't know about <laughs> our predictions. Maybe not that great or whatever. Uh, Sandman, uh, you know, Captain Marvel as a character, you know, mm. Marvel, like he said, they are, you know, they got a track record of being able to bring in new characters into the family and make it feel seamless and you know and easy. Right. Um... I don't doubt um, Kevin Feige's ability and uh, whoever the, he brought in to direct this thing. It's, it's a female and a male director that's um, actually uh, on, uh, made this thing, so that's a little different on its own right there. And um, I have no doubt that they'll succeed with that because I mean, come on, this is the this will be the 21st, I believe, movie from the uh, mm-hmm. MCU. They know what they're doing, okay? So they're gonna figure out a way to make it work. I have no doubt about that. I um I am slightly excited because this is a character we have never seen in the um, on the big screen before. This is a brand new character. It's a female character leading her own movie. That's a virgin ground for the MCU also. So intrigued by that. Um, the photos, the the one they had on the cover uh, uh, for uh, EW, I thought it was kind of strange looking. It's like they tried to slimmer down, and she's got this 
she's leaning forward in the picture and it's kind of strange looking i didn't care much for that one the mm -hmm. the shot from the movie to still i thought that was pretty sweet i thought the, that looked the costume actually looks really good on her and um i had no doubt they would marvel's good at translating uh costumes to the big screen so that they actually make sense i mean look at captain america other than his right. avengers one outfit all of them i really like so um there we go. They got a good track record with that. So I'm looking forward to it. I'm curious gonna, how they're gonna, yeah, move it into the uh, uh, Avengers Four dynamic and how that's gonna fit in. Uh, and so, uh, yeah. And they're lay, they're laying future track here because you're getting Cree and Scrolls. Mm -hmm. And even yeah. though I think some people and I think on our text was like, man, them Scrolls look like Piccolo from uh, <laughs> <laughs> Dragon Ball. Yeah, Z I said that by the way. Yeah. And it's like. Yeah, it's like, eh, I don't know about that, but, you know, maybe it's CGI, maybe whatever. I guess Ben Mendelsohn, who I think he was director Krennic in uh, yep. Rogue yes. One, uh, is playing the lead scroll. That dude's a hell of an actor, man. Anything yes, he's he in, is. I'll watch. Uh, but, so, yeah, so, I mean, I'm kind of excited. It opens up the space part of it a little bit more, even expanding from Guardians of the Galaxy, and depending upon how you believe that series is going to turn out, we might not see another Guardians yeah, movie, I think that so was it does done. still expand. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, it, might be over, it yeah. expands the space aspect. They need to bring uh, Star bit, so in. Fuck Guardians. Yeah, okay. yeah. <laughs> if you didn't listen to episode one for season four, uh, yeah, Brother Beavers had a rant. Woo! Uh, about <laughs> <laughs> about the original Guardians. Holy cow. But yeah, I, I'm, I'm kind of with female perspective, though. I'm not really hyped yet. This is a character that I'm not as familiar with. We're going to review two of her books tonight. Um, and, you know, because the character has made such an evolution over the time from when we knew her to, to the modern comics where we might not be as familiar. Um, and she definitely got a, a Goldberg glow up push here. Uh, so <laughs> it, it'll be interesting to see kind of how this turns out. All right. Let's get into the E, it's exit. This is the one we'll be, probably spend the most of our time on, or maybe not. I don't know. It was reported today that Henry Cavill, uh, the person that played Superman in Man of Steel, Batman vs. Superman and that Justice League movie. His mustache also played a role in that movie as well. Um, and then it got removed. But anyway, it is reported that he is out as uh, Clark Kent and Superman. That they couldn't, they were trying to negotiate a cameo in the Shazam movie. They couldn't get that figured out. And so now, maybe he is, maybe he isn't. But the initial report is that he's out as Superman. Um, I'll go first this time. Those movies that he's in, None of none of him himself is the actual problem, like at all. I thought he, no. I thought of since Christopher Reeves, he's probably been the first one that's been able to strike the decent balance between Clark and Kal El, like to me. And I thought he was fine. He was just saddled with really bad movie scripts, uh, production, like all of those types of things. So I thought he, and I, you know, and generally speaking, I like him as an actor. I don't know how y'all feel about Man from Uncle. I think that's a really good movie. But anyway. Um, you know, I, I just think he's, you know, I thought he was fine enough. And so him not coming back to it is this kind of like, it's so uh, such a DC move. So they wipe out Affleck and freaking uh, who I thought was okay as Batman as well. They wipe out both of them there. So they're trying to, you know, wiggle somebody else into that suit. So Sandman, he's out. Uh, yeah. is, is it a good move by the WB or just... <laughs> Standard operating procedures for them at no, this point. No, this isn't. This isn't a good move. This is just what they do. They just stumble from one bad decision to the other. It seems like. 
hell, he was one of the two good things you had going in that universe, Wonder Woman being one and him being the other. I agree mm -hmm. with you that I think he, he – dude looks like Superman. I mean, he just looks like Superman so much. Yeah. And he I does. think he's a yeah, and I think he's a decent enough actor that he could portray that more if he wasn't being written so unbelievably awfully by one Zack Snyder. You know, they tried to save Justice League and it was too late. You know, they tried to literally make a U-turn and go back the other way from all that dark shit he was doing, and it still didn't work because you know they had already been in production. You know, by the time. Uh, um, BVS came out and nobody liked that shit and they tried to reverse that and still didn't work and so now they had two bad movies and you know with him in it and you know none of which I thought was his fault he was like I said he's just getting was being written badly he's they tried to make him into a very badly a very um um, what's the word? Batman esque. Yeah, Batman esque. They tried to turn him into Batman. They tried to turn him into Batman, and it's just Zack Snyder just does not understand that. You know, does not understand the character of Superman. He just thinks he's more super powered Batman, and that's why that shit didn't work. And so, no, this is more of the same shit. This is DC being DC, more WB, like I said before. But uh, they they're just lost. They're talking about yeah. doing a damn Supergirl movie. Hell, you didn't get the main character right now. Yeah. You want to do a satellite character? The hell out of here. <laughs> <laughs> but she's stronger than Superman. Alright, yeah. whatever. Um yeah. did you, Brother Beavis, did you like him as the character as uh Kal El? Or you were like, oh, you know, whatever, it didn't matter because the movies were so bad. I think more of the latter, like it was so bad, like I never gave him credit, but if you really think about it, the fact that he could portray the the essentially three different arc incarnations of Superman because of the way it was yeah. written and directed. Yeah. Good point. Credit to the actor because he I mean he played it he played the, the 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 sort of man out of time, fish out of water, whatever you want to say, alien and, and coming to the world. Um, and you know, when, when Uncle Ben got killed by that 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 hurricane or tornado or whatever, he learned that with great mm. power comes great responsibility in the first movie. And uh you know, the second movie, they just they basically just said just stare at the camera the whole time and and uh, and gave him bad dialogue and he pulled that off and they tried to brighten him Emote. up and he was good at that. I mean, so credit to the you know the actor for just you know bringing that around. I you know I think Brandon Routh like he completely aped uh, Christopher Reeve. I think he was you know a, it's sort of like a a Tobey Maguire Andrew Garfield situation in that. You know, maybe mm -hmm. Brandon Routh was a better Clark Kent, and uh, mm -hmm. Henry Cavill's a better Superman. But yeah, he he was definitely mm -hmm. not the problem. No, not yeah. at all. Like it's just it's just wild. So I, my my second part of that is who do they troll? Who does Marvel troll by hiring him to be in the Mar <laughs> MCU? I, I'm going to give her a shout out because I never thought, I didn't even think about it because it was out there for so long and everybody was like, oh, you know, Hyperion and the Century, like trying to saddle him with really shitty Marvel characters. And the Blurred Girl, you know, shout out Blurred Girl. She was like, you know what? They should cast his ass as the new Wolverine and Logan. You know, he can rock a beard. He's kind of tall. But you know, so is Hugh Jackman. You know, you get he over that. He can't be that much yeah. taller than uh, than Hugh Jackman. Than Hugh Jackman, that's what I'm saying. So you know, and he can rock the beard. He did it in Man of Steel. You know, I mean, he's buff dude. I'm like, you know what? That might not be bad. Australia to you know England. 
you know, uh, <laughs> it might work. So that would that would be a super troll move by MCU to hire him for something now uh, and put him in something successful. Uh, that would be bad. The other, the B side of that, and we won't spend as much time on this because it we could take up the whole podcast. There was another clickbait report that allegedly the WB or whoever were looking at trying to cast Michael B. Jordan as Superman. This is just, <laughs> just because we I, forgot. I, I mean, we forgot I how the racist came out when he was cast as Johnny Storm, who nobody cares about. I didn't forget. Yeah, yeah I, I didn't forget. Yeah, uh, shoot, that's one of the first articles I've written, wrote for Brothers Comics. Um, yeah, um, no, that's just not gonna happen. I don't know why, or, and that's a total clickbait article. That would never happen. They, they would literally, I mean, tiki torches filled with kryptonite would burn this freaking country down at that point, man. Yeah. Because, and, I mean, um, clearly, the, it, it Donald just, Glover wins that role before Michael B. Jordan. I mean, yeah, so. yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just. It's just not gonna happen. I don't. I. It, I mean, I just, just scrolling through the Twitter streets and even black people was like, "What the hell? No!" Like, I, don't, I mean, no. It just doesn't make any sense. I don't even know why well, they. Maybe it, maybe I, Henry Cavill I, could be uh, Captain Britain in the new. Uh, yeah. In the Guy Ritchie. Yeah, yeah. There's yeah, he could finally that. use his freaking actual accent. Yeah. Um, my only tweet about that whole thing was I was like WB would do some dumb shit like this. They would cast like um, Michael jo- Michael B. Jordan as freaking Kal El, but then his parents would be like Kevin Bacon and uh, some other <laughs> fill in the blank white fill in the blank white actress, and it would just never address the fact that he was black. They were like, oh, it was the Codex, you know. All right, he got burned up when he entered the atmosphere. He used to be white, but yeah. he's not anymore. Yeah, he was white. Yeah, when 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 Ma and Pa found him, he was you know he got burnt up on re-entry. So oh whatever. God. Uh, yeah. Fuck DC, by the way. Just <laughs> FYI. Just just. <laughs> no, sorry. You know we're not giving y'all a book tonight. There's no that's your one. Hutch ain't around to defend it. Yeah, just fuck DC. All right. Uh, our wait till that <laughs> sorry. bullshit our, comes out. Can't wait to yeah, raw it exactly. on the oh. <laughs> I can't. Yeah, I can't, I can't wait to what? I can't wait to hate watch that. Uh, R is for reshoots, y'all. Um, there was some reshoots that uh, pictures that have surfaced. I think I forgot to send you the pictures. You, uh, Sam may might have saw it. There were some reshoots where you saw Jessica Chastain and um, Sansa fighting each other on a reshoot. Yeah, for uh, for the Phoenix movie. <laughs> well, they were not. They were. They looked like they were dressed in those Victoria's Secret sports stuff. I was like, where's the green screen? Where's the, I mean, like, what the hell's going on here? Um, so there was that, and there was some reshoot pictures for the new Mutants movie as well. Um, uh, just thumbs up, thumbs down. But no, scale of one to ten. Ten that it gets a wide release. One being that it goes straight to video or never sees, or five that it, I don't know, that it winds up uh, never seeing the light of day. Uh, new Mutants. 10, 5, or 1, Brother Beavis. 10, it gets a, a wide release. 5, straight to video. 1, it doesn't see the light of day. Hmm. Hmm. Well, I think I have more confidence in the new Mutants than in this new X-Men movie. I think... What? Uh, I think, well, because... Because yeah. you're going to put out Kimber a terrible X-Men movie yeah. that's going to get... that's going to get a wide release... Um, that shouldn't get a wide release. Uh, hmm. I, I, I go s- seven. 
Like it won't go direct to video. It's going to be in a theater. Um, it yeah. might only be out for a few weeks, but yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, have have we seen right. that? I mean, has there been? In the I think that was the initial years. trailer when it was supposed to come out. Yeah, well, like a major movie like that. Like no, in the last major. ten years, I mean, has there would... been like a comic book movie from a studio that just got flushed? Uh, I don't think so. Yeah. But I, I would also say that this is, but this is not a, a high budget movie with starring characters that people know about or it's whatever. It would be Williams. easy to flush it, nigga. All right, um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Sandman next. It's Don't got make me Game of Thrones, uh, Sandman, Williams in it. Man, come on, <laughs> Sandman one five ten ish scale for the New Mutants. They're they're going to have to recover some money from this thing somehow, so I, it's going to be released. But I think it's going to be fairly quick. It's, I'm going to go round five, right in the middle. It's um, it might be out, you know, two or three weeks, <clears throat> and um, I mean they got they got a, a they got a big problem with it's a lame duck universe now. That shit is dead after this. Yeah, that's yeah. true. So I mean, yeah, who's, it who's, is. who's gonna yeah. who wants to go see Good that point. after you know? Yeah, they're not. Okay. It's not going anywhere. So they got to wrap up Dark Phoenix and New Mutants with, you know, grand opening, grand closing. So yeah, <laughs> I'm not going to see that shit. So you know, right. I'm I'm, I'm yeah. going video on demand for New Mutants. Like I don't think it sees the light of a theater. I think, oh hey, you know, we're going video on demand. You know, it'll be there for however long, and it'll be on Redbox in like a month. That's for that. Dark Phoenix, I think it has to be released because they spent so much money on it at this point. And, you know, the Europeans and the Chinese and the Japanese or whatever, they don't know this shit. They'll watch it. I'm assuming the Age um, of Apocalypse made money, and that was, like, garbage. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because worldwide. Yeah, because, exactly, because the Europeans and the Asians, they don't know that this crap. They don't know. It's like, ooh, superheroes, you know? So, they don't know. But they'll release it worldwide because that's where they can make some of their money by. So, all right. I'm going to skip the other R because we're getting upwards here for time. The last is for D is for Doc Ock. Uh, Marvel announced that they're bringing back the Superior Spider-Man uh, book. It's the, that Superior Spider-Man is where Doc Oct- Dr. Octopus plays the role of Spider-Man. And, uh, he, you know, they did that in the book for a, a significant period of time where he, you know, went through all this process where we, I think we talked a little bit about this on the relaunch for the Spider-Man book. You know, he completed his doctoral thesis. He made him all this money. He did all this stuff and everything got taken away from Peter, you know, kind of when that ended. But for whatever reason, they're bringing back Doc Ock. And I don't know if y'all have continued reading that amazing Spider-Man book. It's actually pretty decent. But the main story right now, is essentially some neogenic recombinator shit because now there's two separate characters like peter parker is a character to himself without spider powers and then spider-man is a character to himself without peter parker and so they're existing separately but yeah it's neogenic recombinator stuff and they're trying to put that back together or whatever i mean it's you know it, it sounds corny and it is but, I mean, you know, it's Nick Spencer. He can write his ass off. So it doesn't feel as corny, but it's corny as hell. So, I mean, it, this seems like Brother Beaver's is just another, you know, 6 to 12 issue run of just throwing out a book for the hell of it. Yeah, I mean, uh, I definitely was not, like, as much as I get Spider-Man and he's iconic, like, I have never gotten into long runs of his story, and that's never a book that I'm going to pick up. Um, so... Mm-hmm. 
yeah. I don't know the need to go back yeah. to the Doc Ock version. It's it's a, it's a who was asking for that kind of thing. And speaking of Spider-Man, we'll transition his brother uh, to Sandman here. Sandman, not necessarily for this purpose, but definitely for this purpose, he's actually got a PlayStation 4 and is playing this new Spider-Man game. So tell us how it is, man. I was playing it literally. I stopped to do this podcast, if that gives you an idea. I'm okay. So, <laughs> we'll get you um, back to it soon. Yeah. 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 But, um, dude, it's, it's addictive because... It sounds so ridiculous, but the fact that they got just the web swinging so right makes you want to play the damn thing, I swear to God. And I'm not even talking about, you know, mm-hmm. the combat and, you know, beating crooks up and stuff, because that's usually all I spend my time doing. Swinging around the city looking for crooks, right. beating the hell out of them, swinging some more. And there's a lot more to the game, by the way. That's just what I'm doing right now. So they got a, they got a hit here. You know, it's, it's amazing. Sony can be so good in the game side. And so amazingly shitty on the movie side. It's quite remarkable. <laughs> right. Yeah. I um. Yeah. It looks amazing. My son's like, I want to, you know, get that. I was like, you got get that Spider-Man money. And um, <laughs> so the answer would be right. no. And um, I'm like, you better hope it show up at the Red Box or whatever. And the funny thing was, on Sunday, it was at like probably five different red boxes within three or four miles of me. I was like, man, let me go get this for this little nigga. And I was like, eh, but I'm sitting here. I'm chilling. I ain't doing it. And so when I did go out on, on the next day, I was like, man, let me go pick up this game for him. And that shit was nowhere to be nowhere found. Nowhere to be found. Like, oh, there don't. you go. Well, yeah, I should have yeah. probably got that when I should have gotten off my tail and gotten it. Uh, so, yeah, yeah uh, brother, we, we kind of mentioned this at the top there. I'm Spider-Man games have notoriously been difficult um, on across gaming platforms, and so I've played a bunch of Spider-Man games. I haven't beaten any of them without assistance, so that's going to be a big no for me. Uh, but yeah, uh, Brother Beavis, you, you said you were only Lego Spider-Man. Yeah, at this I point. can Lego Spider-Man all day, but like I, uh, <laughs> you, you talking about notoriously difficult, like Spider-Man and the X-Man was the albatross Ooh. I had to wear wow. for a long time. <laughs> yeah. uh, I don't even remember, I don't even what remember that time. That was the, like the hardest game in the world. They were in Murder World, and it was you had to defeat yeah. like, oh, an impossible level okay. for each, two, two levels for each character, and they were like impossible. I played that game forever yeah. till I beat it. But that was yeah, 20 years it, ago. Yeah, I don't have rough it in me anymore. Yeah. Yeah, that's a rough one. That was a rough one. Yeah, that was a rough one, and I know, uh, you know, when my son got to a certain age where he could play the games on his own, you know, it was a Spider-Man game that was out or whatever, and he tried to play it. He was like, I can't do this. And I was like, don't give it to me. I can't do nothing <laughs> with it either. I'm going to put that back to the GameStop because right. we can't mess with that at all. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. He's much better now with these things or whatever. And, it, and, you know, it reminds me kind of, I'm seeing the pictures, but it reminds me of, like, all the Batman Arkham games or whatever. But I just don't, I don't know if I have that time for, like, main yeah. mission, side mission, this, that. Like, I just, I ain't got it. And, and it's so, it's I mean, a I'll time commitment. to swing around. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure. I saw somebody said that it took him approximately 82 hours to finish the whole damn thing. Ooh. I ain't got it. I ain't got yeah. it. So yeah. Um, yeah. I ain't got it. So, I all right, cool. All right. Alright, so let's get into these books. This is the Marvel Hacks. We are supposed to talk about comic books and whatnot. We have, um, I don't know, four or five books. We, our first book actually is not going to be a book that we actually listed on our the preview, if you saw the Twitter post or whatever. It's going to be the Fantastic Four number two. Uh, that book came out actually today, and we reviewed Fantastic Four number one on the previous podcast, and we was like, man, 
this is shit. I don't know what the fuck Mar was thinking. They probably should have kept them back <laughs> on, on rice. Yeah. They should have yeah, stuck we were, them we on rice. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it was real because it, it wasn't a good book. It just wasn't a good restart or reboot issue for like these group of people that you took away five years ago. It just wasn't. I mean, I, you know, it wasn't. So why are we gonna pretend? So yeah. So. Issue two came out. I was and waiting to do the podcast tonight. I was like, you know what, man? Let me read this shit. I don't know, whatever. And Brother Beavis got a chance to read it too. And we both came away with the same thing. We was hyped for freaking Fantastic Four. Like this is how I should have felt after issue one. <laughs> we were like, oh man, then like finally. I mean, Brother Beavis, we'll get to this. We'll spoil the hell out of the end of it. But you know, kind of set the tone for the book how it was different than the first one, I guess. Yeah, and I think this is the this is the tone of book two is sort of like the reason why the movies are terrible because the best <laughs> part about um, Fantastic Four is when you can really draw in like the the spacefaring alien worlds aspect of this and whether it be the negative zone or a new world or whatever the Fantastic Four like them battling street level crime or Doctor Doom or whatever just isn't the same but this has like that cosmic feel that not every um, comic book can cross into. But, and so there's this whole bizarre follow-up to when we left them after Secret Wars, they're going across the multiverse and trying to recreate these worlds. And uh, it, you can see the, the one thing in the book is like they're very overtly trying to up-age Franklin and Valeria. So we're probably going to yeah. be saddled with them in a, in, a, in a later book. But yeah, it's that... that alien world where anything goes and Reed is the guy who knows how it works and that that's the flavor that is missing from a lot of stories and they, they drew it in the second book here for sure yeah hmm. and you know and it, it did do the world or galaxy crossing stuff we had, there is the up age of the of Franklin and Valeria but it, you know it works you know because I think it can work in small doses where you have two you know teens or preteens you know kind of teasing each other that you know super powerful and super smart preteens or whatever you know and the the book is kind of building up to this point and it really kind of tells a, a, a throwback to the last couple of pages of issue one of how Reed winds up putting that symbol up in the air uh, and that Johnny and um, and the thing can actually see it. And they're like, yeah, finally we're back, we're back or whatever. But the story of the book is is that as they're building universes, this one person, uh, this creature or whatever, alien, is like, yeah, y'all shouldn't be doing that shit. Uh, I'm about <laughs> to kill all of y'all and yeah. every single universe that you created too. And she Damn. starts doing that, and they start to flee to flee her, and they go back to one of the universes that they had created. And that character is like, yeah, I'm gonna destroy this one too, and then they kind of trick her or whatever into saying, all right, well, well you know, but she's but like, Valeria gets a uh, Peter Quill moment because yes, yeah, she does. They <laughs> have they have a plot where they're like, okay, well, we gotta sacrifice like the next 200 multiverses so we can go to yeah. multiverse 1029, and that's where we're gonna make our stand. She's like, yeah, but my boo was on. Uh, Multiverse yeah, exactly. 816. <laughs> so she wrecks their ship yeah. there, and they're like, uh, that wasn't really the plan. Dang. Yeah, definitely a Peter Quill moment, yes. And so in the process of that, 
they kind of concoct this plot and she's like all right well you know even if your other two people was here you know because she knew about the fantastic four she's like even if your other two people was here you still got to take this l you know you got to get this clothesline <laughs> leg drop and one two three clean <laughs> and they were like oh okay if you uh, are rick flair he's like, you're Word? still getting the leg drop <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> so he's like oh and so Reed's like oh okay he was like well you know essentially like alright well let me bring you know my people here and then we can have this battle or whatever and she's like fine here She so she gives him this construct to be able to call the team or whatever and so he built and then it goes to like one of the last pages of issue one like where she's like do you trust me he's like yeah or do you trust me to Susan like yeah of course I trust you you know whatever so he builds the construct and then you know it beams up Johnny and the thing, but it also beams up every other person that's ever been a Fantastic Four before. So the last oh. page is like this big, spl- you know, fucking splash page. It's like so Black Panther, Wolverine, Spider Man, <laughs> like Ed She Hulk, like everybody. I'm getting goosebumps telling the story, and I'm like on the last page, like, yo, I'm freaking hyped. Like, yeah, I need issue three now. So, because that lady's like, what? <laughs> the creature was like, you know, she got completely tricked. Now she got to fight like, you know, a thousand niggas instead of four. So she's just like, oh my god, I can't, you know. So yeah, so that was the Fantastic so Four. The Hulk is not a completely on this dope page, is he? I didn't see him on there. No, and because they have Ghost Rider, Wolverine, and Spider Man, and Hulk was the fourth member yeah. of that team they put together. Hmm. But yeah, it's like Namorita, Iceman, Crystal. Yeah. Uh, Sharon Ventura, Robbie the Robot, Ant Man, yeah. Luke Cage, yeah, yeah Robbie the Luke Robot, Cage, yeah. Medusa, yeah. Wolverine, mm-hmm. Storm, Black Panther. That's a lot of, because yeah. you can't have a Marvel movie without Black cats. Panther these days. Oh, that's a different story. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. And they, there's they, another, I mean, there's another cool part where they're sort of as this lady's ripping out all their multiverses, and, and Sue's like, "Hey, Reed, what's going on?" And he's like, "I don't know." And there's like a bullet. Like yeah. in my life, nothing scares me more than asking Reed a question and hearing him reply, "I don't know." I don't and know. that's what we talked yes. about last time. Like, there is a role for Reed, and there are good Reed stories, and they got a good Reed story this week. Yes, yeah, and and you know, and I think this idea that you know, and they, you know, we talked about this before, like how you're going to play Reed in these movies. I think they're trying to play him that way in the book. It's like, yeah, he's smart and he knows all, but he's not using a thousand dollar words to tell everybody that he's smart. I'm like, yeah, this is a good idea. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I was, yeah, I was hyped, man. I was like, oh snap, like this is really cool. Can't wait to uh, issue three now. And then uh, like, and Sarah Pacelli is a hell of an artist, by the way. I, I think I told you I met her at a con. Yeah. She was super nice. She can draw her freaking ass off. Um, She's so, very good. Yeah. All the bad things we said about you, Dan Slot, we take them back from last week. Um, <laughs> from last week. Uh, now, you might lay an egg for issue three, and we're going to run your ass again. But, yeah, so, yeah, definitely <laughs> thumbs up uh, for me and Brother Beavis for uh, Fantastic Four number two. I would uh, also throw out there's, jump a, in. there's a Dragon Man sighting. Uh, was there some oh, other yes. ranks? Some other ranks. Cause yeah. they, so, they, they're like the original four have – their numbers on them and then Franklin's number five yes. and Larry is six and then they got a whole gang of people six. but like uh, yeah like I think uh, Artie Leech and is Leech there. might be on here the yeah, yeah uh, the power pack yeah. is in here mm-hmm. um, Dragon mm-hmm. Man like I said yeah they, there's yeah. there's like Molecule Molecule Man's yeah, yeah Molecule Man's still rolling with them creating so multiverses. he gets killed in this spoiler um, alert yes yeah, spoiler alert 
Yeah. So Damn. yeah, good. Yeah, good book. Very solid, solid, solid book. All right. So uh, we talked about Black Panther in that issue very briefly. Let's get to Captain America number three. Uh, Lanil Francis, you, uh, Ta-Nehisi Coates. Uh, Sam had sent a text out before too. He was like, you know, I, I like I like all the books this week or whatever. Uh, this book I really like too. Um, I don't. We didn't do issue two because that was in our hiatus. I know Brother B was saying he got a chance to read it, um, and I had read it before. Um, so I'll, you know, I do. If you want to run lead on this, you can. If not, I got it. So. Yeah, I think two was primarily about like um, it's kind of a, a concept a that explored in the stories, which was the idea that there's there are these common like I love my country, I want to do these things, but there's something about Steve Rogers that makes him like that he, that he's better than not only once you power him with the super soldier, but he he becomes a better person, and that's sort of the flaw in this adversary where they have all these these flag-faced dudes that are patterned after Nuke um, that Cap, like, he sees a reflection of, like, their the way they speak about their ideals is the way he speaks about it as well, but the way they act is completely different. And so it's the struggle for him of, like, you know, I have a hard time knocking down these soldiers who believe they have the same idea as me, um, but they're really my enemy. And so uh, we yeah. still have yeah. like a little bit of the Sharon Carter story. And uh, there's a teaser in here, like where they, they, uh, there, there's a flash to, I think who the, the payoff in the next story is for the, the villain that they, te- the villainess that they tease in the end. But yeah, mm-hmm. Sharon wraps, Sharon meets up with him. Um, and she's like, Hey, uh, you know, even though I'm with general Ross now, you know, I understand what you're going through and, then they smash um uh yeah <laughs> he did smash. Uh, but then yeah the it ends yeah, up with his not... team up with the black panther and so he's got this yeah. this pantheon of people that they're trying to uh to that they got beef with uh and they don't explain who any of them are in the second episode but uh, they get into more right. of that in the third yeah issue three really is you know the beginning part is you know kind of continuing that Sharon Carter story or whatever, and you know it's a it's a real B or C plot basically, and it, it pays off on the final page, but and the final panel. But this issue is really kind of tying together, you know, and this is something that Coates has been doing since the really the book started, you know, kind of tying in uh, essentially Trumpisms and tying them into real world Captain America stuff or real world stuff into Captain America book. And, you know, it's it's completely political and this is all the fallout from the Hydra cap and, you know, essentially, you know, another group coming in that's taking the role of Hydra and essentially, you know, appealing itself to, you know, poor white Americans. This sounds very familiar. And, you know, yeah, not so much like trying way. to take the lead role, but to prop up people, yeah. prop up, you know, to, to go right. in and solve all the problems that people have, exactly. yes. presumably yeah. for yes. some long game. Drug. Mm-hmm. Yes, drug problems and criminal, you know, looting and all mines. those types of open things. Open up the coal mines again. Yes, open up the coal mines, yes, because coal's coming back. It's coming back. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it sounds kind of familiar here with a lot of uh, kind of real-life uh, political stuff. And basically, Cap is, you know, trying to solve who's behind the – who filled the Hydra hole. Hydra left who's behind these other people and how they're controlling these essentially Duke Nukem types of folks. And the book kind of winds itself up into this facility where they find 
you know, essentially like a clone facility of all these Duke Nukem's and how he, Black Panther, and I think it's Okoye is there. Yep, yeah. Um, to take, yeah, to take them down and, you know, you get, you know, you get all the stuff that you would want. You get the Cap fighting, you get Black Panther fighting, you also get smart Black Panther, you know, using programs or whatever to kind of take these dudes out or whatever, you know, without having to fight a thousand of them at the same time. You know, it's, you know, the book is well drawn, it's well written. Um, you know, and then the final subplot is there. That Celine is somehow she was in the first issue. She's somehow in control of part of this whole thing, and you know, she you see her feed on somebody as well, or she, you know, goes sometimes. <laughs> you got a, you got a, a little girl too. Was that uh, from? Oh God, was that movie with the uh, the girl with the long hair? Oh yeah, that's uh, a Disney uh, movie. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, Mother Mothel, McGrothel, or whatever, uh, whatever her Mother name is. Gothel. From yeah. yeah, Mother Gotham. Yeah, she eats people, Mother and you know, she can get herself alive, or eat. yeah, and get herself young. This is like, oh, because I, I, didn't, I don't know if I remembered that Celine was like old too, and then she had to feed on people to yeah, keep herself. Yeah, she's a vampire. I don't know that I remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah the five yeah, people. There's like Celine, looks like the Kingpin, maybe Strucker, um, Nuke, and then this other guy, Zeke Stain, who I guess is mm-hmm. in the Iron Man family. But yeah, that's who they take out is Zeke Stain and. His whole family. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's, I mean, again, I, I, I mean, like I said, I've said this on this podcast a bunch of times. I wasn't a big, big fan of Tatanahasi Coates' Black Panther book. We reviewed the other Black Panther book, which was a little bit better than the other one, but it was still kind of, I don't know, it just didn't hit. But like, he's, I think, and to me, he's on all, you know, cylinders with, um, with this cat book. How do you feel about that one, uh, Sandman? Um, I liked it, just like you said, with the, um, the kind of Trumpisms they kind of worked into that. That kind of, you know, maybe raised an eyebrow. I was like, oh, look at this. Kind of smart, I thought, because it's, yeah. it's, it's so real world now. It's, it's, uh, it's right in the face with it, you know. And um, it, the whole thing with um, Celine, I still think that's kind of, <laughs> like, kind of out of left field, but I'll go along with it. I don't care. I mean, mm-hmm. we ain't seen Celine since, Not- I don't know, I might, be, I might be missing out, but, like, 200s in the X-Men something like that I can't even yeah. remember like way back she's been yeah. back since She's been back since then, but she's also not, again, not a traditional cap villain. So no. her sh- showing up in this book is definitely like a little bit out of the way. So I think she's supposed to uh, be right. uh, an eternal or something like that. I'm not sure because, you know, she's basically immortal as long as she. Yeah, I think that's right. She's kind of a problematic character because they introduced her uh, in in conjunction with Rachel Summers, who's already confusing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And a lot of her story yeah. played out in um, The New that's Mutants. That's a good way to put it which no one was buying at the time because it was garbage and uh so yeah she's been around like it seems like she should be a major threat she's certainly been cast as a major threat but at the same time most of her story has been sort of off panel if you're reading if you're not reading any of the side books right right yeah thumbs up thumbs down on that one brother Beavis. I mean, I think it thumbs up. I think one of the things I'm coming to understand with modern comics is like, um, you know, we're used to uh, a billion words of dialogue that ex- that mm-hmm. explicitly tell the story all the way along the way. And I think that maybe in the modern generation, it's like you kind of got to wait for the arc to play out and then go back and kind of see what they were going for. And I think mm. you know, and I think as as we get into the next set of books with the Ultimates, I think for as much as like it seems like 
there's a lot of randomness to the overarching overarching stories. I think they do kind of stick to it and, and really kind of draw back on things. So I think it's just, I, I think it's harder to enjoy modern stories as they're coming out. I think you really kind of have to look at them retroactively. And so, but this, mm-hmm. I mean, there's there's a lot of content, there's a lot of substance here, and you can see kind of where this is going. I guess I would say that it seems like, you know, you could, it, it, maybe it's a little bit of a crutch to bring Black Panther in already. And I don't know if they've mm-hmm. really sort of at any point hashed out the, the the relationship between Cap and Black Panther going back to, you know, X, or Avengers 25 or wherever he was the first addition mm-hmm. to Cap's team uh, after they set up the new team. So I don't know if they've really covered that ground and, and you can just seamlessly drop them in together or if, or if it would be better to sort of kind of draw more of that relationship out. But I don't know. It seems like the nation of Wakanda has sort of become like uh you know sandman all the the star trek is like you have you send some some you send some (laughs) tech gibberish through the forward sensor array and you can warp time and 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 create matter and do all this it seems like wakanda serves that role for marvel like if you just if you just need some mcguffin country you just yeah Yeah. it's the nation of mcguffin to the rescue exactly yeah exactly yeah Yeah, i'll 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 bring a different uh, version of this. They are like um like the free the feature rapper now, like oh you know I got <laughs> oh, this yeah. hot track. I need somebody to come yeah. in and like do eighteen bars. I'm like oh okay, get Drake, get whoever to come in and do a feature uh, a feature verse here, and that's that is what Wakanda is. Uh, I did put on there too. I put down there about uh about a MacGuffin thing as well, but I also put down there that um like. That's Disney synergy. You're like, oh wait, Captain America and uh, uh, and Black Panther had like you know a little like relationship or whatever in yeah. uh, Infinity War. Okay, but I put him in this damn book too. Right. Synergy, y'all see that they fight yeah. together. You know yeah. that's how it and, works. They know you could draw that story out, and there is something there, but I you know I don't think it comes up. But you know I'd I'd rather see right. I'd be fine. I'd rather see Captain America team up with Okoye. Or Shiri or anybody, yeah. you know. I think it's mm-hmm. I think it's cheap. It's cheap heat to put Black Panther in, in this book yes, in particular. It is cheap heat. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah they I could agree. do better. I agree. Yeah, I did. I did put in here too because we had talked about the book before it rebooted. You know, except for those last three issues or whatever when they were waiting for the transition. They still, even though it's a world story, they still kept it small, which yeah. again I appreciate for Captain America. They did not they don't have any fighting. Again, yeah. you know, Thanos at this point, you know, they've kept it small in these little types of stories. But again, if this is a type of story, too. OK, it is still Duke Nukem's or whatever. Like mm-hmm. we need to end this. This is issue three. This needs to be over by like issue five or six. This can't be like a, a nine, ten month thing because it's just going to be yeah. ridiculous at that yeah. point. Yeah. So uh, I hope that they recognize that and see it. But uh, sometimes, again, in a modern comic thing, it's like, ah, let's just keep drawing it out. Whatever. People care. But. All right, let's go to the next book. Now, Brother Beavis didn't read this one. I did uh, The Life of Captain Marvel. Uh, I said we were going to be coming back to Captain Marvel. Um, this book, I didn't. I, I, I added it because we were going to be doing the first look stuff for Captain Marvel. It's Synergy. We're doing the Ultimates, which is the you know the last couple of books that we're going to talk about tonight. And so she's you know kind of came up. And so I put this book on there 
Um, and shout out to, I think it's Anna Reed's comics. She had recommended it to me and I was like, oh, okay, like I'll look at it. And I fully expected to like read it and be like, man, this is some crap. But it's actually a decent story because again, she has such a complicated history to like kind of peel a little bit of that back. It's basically, yes, I, exactly. And it's like three different characters in one and they, they peel the story back and they're really just telling a, 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 essentially a non-powered story of Captain Marvel. Okay, it, She's back home in whatever New England town that she grew up in. She has, you know, daddy issues. Her daddy, you know, was Joe Jackson with their kid. You know, they got out of line. He beat that ass. And that's basically what it is. And so she has a list of freaking daddy issues about that. And so in terms of trying to, uh, she was fighting with the Avengers, you know, she was being too brutal with whoever she was beating up. Tony's like, you need to take a break, you know, go, you know, fix yourself out. So she goes home to this beach town that her family, you know, used to go to when she was a kid. And, you know, she goes there, her mom is still there, her two brothers are still there. And again, these are things that, again, I hadn't known anything about, you know, Carol Danvers and her other parts of her family or whatever. And, you know, the town is like, hey, this is where Captain Marvel is from, and then her, you know, probably like I would be if if Hotch had superpowers. Fuck that nigga. Motherfucker used to wear his socks up to his knees. Y'all talk about that shit. So, um, <laughs> still does. Um, yeah, exactly. And so they, you know, they talk about, you know, so there's like that just general resentment that you have for a sibling. And, you know, and, you know, kind of playing on the family dynamics of that or whatever. And so, you know, her one brother is like, whatever, you're home. The other brother has an issue with her being there and he gets drunk and he drives off a cliff and being drunk and, you know, gets, yeah. you know, he's freaking totally like, a, you know, an invalid at this point and they're just convalescing him back at the house. And, you know, and she's staying there. And Tony's like, you need to come back to the Avengers. We need you. All this stuff is going on. And she's like, yeah, no, I'm good. Like, I need to figure this stuff out. And she finds a letter, finds out her dad was cheating on her mom. And it was, again, it doesn't seem like a story like, okay, like, where's the Captain Marvel parts? Then there is a thing in here when she discovers something in the closet and she activates some Kree like thing that comes up in issue two. But we're not really talk about that. The Psyche but Magnetron? It's, is that, uh, it's, it's something been. like that. Yeah. And so. <laughs> Yeah. So basically, I mean, but basically the book in and of itself really just kind of talks about, you know, it's like giving you this backstory for Carol Danvers that you would have never seen before. It's, you know, I think Carlos, uh, uh, Chris Bachelot, I think, is doing the art on it. So, you know, it's a beautifully drawn book. Mm -hmm. it, it's, it's, it's done very well. It, you know, honestly, and I, yeah, and I, I've, I've, reviewed this or I've said this before and I said this about this book you know and y'all know I'm an Archie person or whatever like that that Mark Wade Archie book is one of the best books I've read for the last three years because it's so concise in the story that it tells it reminds me exactly of a freaking Archie story just without freaking Jughead and all these type <laughs> of people it's it's very well done in a superhero comic booky type of fashion so mm -hmm. yeah I, I'm way thumbs up you read that one too Sam man what'd you think of that one? No, I, I enjoyed it actually because I know I knew she had, like you said, daddy issues, and, but I never knew exactly why, what the story was. And, like, her history is so scattered. You know, she's got a history with the X-Men. She's got a history with the Avengers. Uh, and she's got a history with... Doesn't she have the Ultimate Galactus at one time? <laughs> I mean, good God. I mean, the woman has literally been everywhere. And it was kind of nice to see, you know, that, you know, okay, she's actually from somewhere. And, you know, she's from Massachusetts. This is, these are her brothers. You know, this is her, her mother, her 
father was basically whooping that ass, like you said, and I know she has severe daddy yeah, issues. Joe because, Jackson. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, maybe even worse than Joe. I mean, she uh, mm-hmm. has so many issues. He actually uh, visits his grave and grave and destroys his grave. She's so mad at him still. So mm-hmm. uh, she got some frustrations going on, obviously, with him. And uh, and uh, it's um, yeah, it's kind of like it's, she's almost. Uh, a lot like Superman because you know Superman's from a little small town. She kind of is too. Little sea uh, seaside town in Massachusetts, and um, she goes back and she's a you know she's got a public identity. Uh, you know, everybody knows who she is, and so she just flies into town, <laughs> you know, uh, people talking to people. Yeah. Donut shop, you know, donut shop guy. She talks yeah, to the Captain Marvel donuts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Captain just, Marvel. They really, yeah. <laughs> they they really kind of uh, grounded her. Yeah. yeah, and every now and then, you know, because yeah. she's such a powerful character now, it's kind of nice to see that you know that she is still human and she has very human failings about her. And uh, yeah, the thumbs up. I I enjoyed uh, reading it. Yeah, it's not a surprise that she's getting a book like this ahead of this movie six months or however long oh, away yeah. this movie is from. Yeah, you know uh, so like again, Disney synergy or whatever that they try. And again, it's a it's a good like. Oh, you know what? I'm gonna show this to my daughter. Like, who's Captain Marvel? You know what? Here, read this book. Like, it was that kind of book. It's quick, easy. I'm sure this won't be any more than four or five, six issues or whatever. Issue two, you know, starts to bring in the superhero aspect of it because whatever that Kree thing she activated, you know, is starting to come to Earth yeah. and start to, you know, starting to mess with. You know what I mean? Like, so you're gonna get the superhero aspect. It's not just gonna be, you know, Betty and Veronica fighting over Archie at the chocolate shop. So. Um, <laughs> Overall, yeah, I, I thought it was a really good book. Um, I was pleasantly surprised. Um, so yeah, we're I'm way thumbs up on that one as well. I know we're too positive on this podcast, sir. And shout out to Terry uh, Drake. Uh, he, I know he, yeah, Terry follows us on the Facebooks or whatever. He gives us good notes about the podcast or whatever. Uh, so yeah, shout out uh, Terry. Yeah, you're the man. Thanks yeah. for all the, the good comments or whatever. All right, so. The last book, books tonight, is The Ultimates. Now, if you've listened to this podcast for a while, I've been singing the praises of this book since it came out and ended. Uh, it, it, it is unfairly tagged as, and shouts out to Marcus from Black Nerd Power, as the Black Avengers, um, because <laughs> it came out at a time where, I mean, essentially it was the Avengers book. Uh, and the the title of the Ultimates has been bandied around a little bit, probably to the point now where it's almost... Um, like it, it, they kind of watered it down. You know, when the book first came out, you had that ultimate group of heroes, which was an alternate version of the Avengers. It was like, oh, okay, that's cool. And then you got the Ultimates too. And the books, you know, were kind of like, they weren't on the Marvel mature line. They were just in this Ultimates line of books, but they were kind of like, I would say almost mature books in terms of the content and how they deal with things. And so now we've gotten to this version, which would essentially be the Ultimates 3. And this book came out of that time around um, Secret Wars or whatever. And you have this group of Avengers when, again, Marvel was looking to make a diverse team. And so you have this team where it's Black Panther, America Chavez, Photon, Blue Avenger, or Blue Marvel, and uh, the Token White, which is Captain Marvel. (laughs) (laughs) The Token White character, which is Captain Marvel. Uh, And so, you know, and again, y'all, had y'all read this before? I I know Brother B has had. Had you read The Ultimates before, Sammy? No, I'd heard of the book, but I'd never read it before. So, yeah, I didn't know this this, was supposed to be. And so the one I read was Ultimates 2 from 2016. Is that the right one? 
Yeah, you're right. Well, I mean, I'm calling it Ultimates 3, but yeah, you you have the right characters, right? Are they mostly people of color? They are exclusively people of color, except for Captain Marvel. (laughs) Except for Captain Marvel, yes. Except for Captain Marvel. And she takes black D from us, whatever. But anyway, all right. So anyway. He's dead. Or black D at this point is he, dead, right? Yeah, from black D. Uh, so anyway, <laughs> but yes. So that's something you had said, Brother Beavis, we were talking about the other book about the Fantastic Four and talking about a modern comics type of thing. This book written by Al Ewing or whatever feels like a comic book from the 80s. Yeah. And because there is so much dialogue it is so, and it, again, it's, you know, Blue Marvel is a very smart character, and pretty much every freaking dialogue box that he has is letting you know that he is a very smart character. Mm-hmm. And the premise of the book essentially is that the Ultimates are were created or have been created to solve all the problems that nobody else could solve, but from a science perspective. Like, they're not just going to go throw punches harder. They're going to try to, you know, look at it from a science perspective and solve some of the world or universe's most complicated problems. And the first two issues essentially deal with the most complicated problem is like, hey, when we need to get Galactus to stop eating world shit. <laughs> like, um, that, that's complicated. That's really complicated. Um, yeah, so if we could get him to stop doing that, that would be great. And so, you know, the first two issues kind of, you know, it's, you know, there's a MacGuffin hunt, too, with Photon and America Chavez. Uh, Black Panther is kind of like the the Earth ambassador for this. And then Blue Marvel and Captain Marvel are the space representatives, you know, uh, like they're in space trying to solve, you know, dealing on that end. And basically the book kind of evolves around the first two issues evolve around this idea of finding these things to satiate Galactus's hunger and you know there's a MacGuffin search and trying to figure that all out. I read the wrong books because the ones I'm reading Galactus is already the life bringer. He's already what? The life bringer. The life bringer. Okay. Yeah. He already the life bringer. Yeah you missed the first two issues. No it's it's a different series so Ultimates 2 is set after Civil War after Secret War or Civil War whatever. Civil War Two, oh. and they're reconvening okay. the same team, but America Chavez is the leader. No, no, oh my bad, dude. <laughs> All right, the Ultimates Oops. Two. Yeah, so they got their own version too. So I say I didn't even go back to the other one because this one was like it's kind of it's so good. The best part of my the bad. books I read is when uh, Black Panther meets up with Captain Marvel Incognito. And he his alter ego mm-hmm. is mild mannered Luke Charles, and he has like <laughs> big teeth and glasses. It's by far the best oh, part geez. of the book. I like nice, yeah. Mm. Well, I <laughs> see. I haven't read those. I have to go back and read these. Now this this version is only lasted. I think it's thirteen issues. Yeah. So I think that the the premise was the Ultimate stood up, and then after Secret Empire. They got or Secret War, Civil War Two, they got disbanded, and so then they try and get mm-hmm. back together on the sly in the second series, which was 2016. So, but it's the no, same wow. people. Now, this one was, yeah. Now this one's. I, I thought that I'm looking for the year or whatever, but yeah, this one. You said is Ultimates after, Two, One to Two, and that's what I read. Okay. I think I meant Ultimates issues one and two, but you know I got fat thumbs, so my <laughs> bad. Um, <laughs> so, 
but yeah, so this book, yeah, that sucks because you, you know, you had gotten those other ones. But this one, again, these books are very good, and again, they feel like old school comics because there's they're so dense in dialogue and science yeah. um, about trying to, you know, you really get a sense like, you know, I can almost believe that whatever these things that they're searching for are actually going to satiate Galactus's hunger. Mm-hmm. And you know, spoiler alert, obviously they do it. You know, to get him to do that. But there's a whole history of Galactus and how he became Galactus in issue two. You know, about how, you know, he was with a, yeah, with a whole, like, kind of race of people and they got, you know, bombarded. Yeah. Yeah, they got bombarded. And, you know, I mean, this whole thing about how the ship came about and how the ship sustained him in his life and, you know, and Black Panther going up there and explaining to him, like, you don't have to do this anymore. And Mm -hmm. I mean, it's a really good book. Like, I mean, I, I mean, I've, I, again, I've pumped this book for a while again you know it is the black avengers it was when marvel was trying to do their diversity push so it uh it wasn't gonna last very long and it i think it's 13 issues and on top of that we do have now have we have black panther in the marvel cinematic universe Mm -hmm. we have captain marvel now in the cinematic universe and it sounds like that we're going to have Photon in the Cinematic Universe. We're going to have Monica Rambo as well in the Cinematic Universe. Mm-hmm. So that gets us three-fifths away to the Ultimates. It gets us, all, you know, we're so close, you know. And I would imagine America Chavez is going to make it eventually in one of these things. I'm not sure which one. I don't know if Blue Marvel is going to make it. He's just, yeah. <laughs> he's just black know, bitches. Kinda, yeah, yeah. And so I don't, bitches, <laughs> yeah. Exactly, so. yeah, but with Superman's powers. And um, so he's looks like <laughs> maybe a harder character to um, to uh, kind of maybe Trans- produce yeah, or whatever. Yeah. But I think maybe as all of these actors' roles in the MCU start to fall out, you know, for his contracts and age, you know, maybe they transition the Avengers to an Ultimates book, because mm-hmm. I'm sure I mean, you got a lot of these people under contract at this point, and maybe there is an Ultimates book. I'm, uh, I, yeah, I, I'm mad that you read the wrong book, Brother Beavis, because I, I think you would actually really enjoy that book. Well, it's your fault, so you should only do that. <laughs> <laughs> Plain and simple. <laughs> My bad. Yeah, my <laughs> thumbs. Blame my thumbs. So, but yeah, so yeah. So those are the books for tonight. Uh, if you haven't had a chance to read those, you know, definitely go back and check. Looking ahead, um, we got to deal with this extermination event that keeps coming. It's, uh, I think there's a book next week. So as the X-Men begin to transition themselves into a new version of books that's coming, I did see a preview or something. It was like, oh, the X-Men are going to bring back a, a popular character or whatever in December. I was like, oh, who are they bringing back? They're like, Hope Summers. I'm like, click, hello? <laughs> hello. Because, Pop, yeah, Hope Summers is not a popular character. It's crazy. Yeah, exactly. Well, and the book is going to be written by Chris Claremont, too. And I was just oh, like, wow. <sighs> she's just another uh, version of Rachel you know, Summers, and, pretty much. I mean, good God. Yeah, and then 10 years ago, saying something like, oh, Chris Claremont's going to be writing a book, that would have been like, you know what, that's really cool, and hype or whatever. But having met this gentleman um, <laughs> at least once now, um, like, I think I'm good. And it's not that there's anything wrong with him or whatever. It's just like, I, I think he's told the best stories that he's ever going to tell. I, I, you know what I mean? Like, I think he blew his wide in the X-Men. Uh, sorry about the rebuttal, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. I have to agree. I haven't met met the man myself, too. I know somebody on this call (laughs) right now who went balls deep into Sovereign 7, and that was some bullshit. 
<laughs> his creator owned oh my god yeah um, google it if you're under the age of shit man 35 <laughs> google it sovereign seven uh, uh his creator owned book which was a very beautifully drawn book by the way it was just crap what was that when a character that he had to keep eating he was like fat if he didn't eat he would die what? um that was there was some terrible characters in that there. Should, that should there give you a clue characters. as to who uh, who was the advocate for that series. Hey, shut up! <laughs> <laughs> you got to bring that up. Yeah, it was bad. It was really bad. I think I had all of them too. As far you as it ran it to out, me. I think you're I like you got to check this out. I did. Oh damn, that's wrong. I'm so sorry about <laughs> that. I apologize. That was That's awful. funny, man. Yeah. I'm not leading you wrong. I'm not just leading you on these it ultimate books. Like, there you go. Hey, here's a character me. who looks just like Nightcrawler. Here's a character who just yeah. likes Leo. Yeah. <laughs> Beast. Yeah, there was one that looked like Beast, too. Yeah, it, it was bad. Wow. Yeah, it was bad. So wow. it, the, the overall point of that is, yeah, we got to deal with this X-Men issue, er, X-Men problem. And, you know, and now since Fantastic Four 2 was pretty good, you know, maybe we will make that like our theme book as we go through season four, because it's season four, make it for the Fantastic Four. Maybe we can, you know, as it transitions out here, maybe we can actually use that book as it moves together. Because honestly, it's one of the best books that we read tonight, and I'm, you know, I'm kind of excited about it now. So yeah, hopefully, and then we'll see what happens with these X Men. But beyond that, um, that's really kind of it. Oh, we have, uh, what is it, uh, Megacon Tampa Bay uh, mm-hmm. next weekend. Sam, man, you get ready. Yeah. Uh, Megacon Tampa Bay, yep. I know. Uh, it's really not that great of I mean, I should say that. It has a different <laughs> guest list than it has in the past. <laughs> I think what you meant to say um, is you're really excited but, to be covering. We're really excited. Yeah, I'm really excited. Yes, thank you for giving us media badges and passes, uh, Megacon people. <laughs> and on top of that, uh, there, there is one guest that I'm really excited to see, but I've already met her and got a picture with her, and that's Summer Glau. So, um, oh, okay. who fits the oh, profile. Okay. Very much so, Brother <laughs> Beers. Oh, yeah, she's going to be there. So, yeah, oh, gosh, she does. And, um, and you know, I'm gonna, you know, I think I sat through her panel when she was in Fort Lauderdale as well. Uh, so I'm sure I'm going to sit through that one again because it's freaking Summer Glau. So, whatever. <laughs> uh, and I'll have to hear about Firefly and all those types of things. But whatever, it's Summer Glau. So, yeah. So, definitely that one. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I could just yeah. imagine uh-huh. you sit there. Yeah, word. Brown coats. Yeah. Word. Yeah. Word. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the funny thing was, the funny thing was, is actually when I, when I did... Uh, I, I sat in her panel and I did. I was able to ask her a question or whatever, which she remembered by the way when I went and took my picture with her. She was. Um, yeah, I'm I mean, sure she, she nice, did. By the way, and, <laughs> I'm sure she. Did. No, she. Yeah. No, she I'm did. Sure, she yeah, did. I'm sure that time you spent together yes. was real special. You're absolutely. It was for me. <laughs> for me, it was. For me, it was. No, actually, dude, you've been to a strip club before. She didn't have the first fucking yeah. idea what you were talking about. Jeez. <laughs> oh, Look, man. The moment was special and magical. <laughs> I'm sure <laughs> it was. Don't away from me. I'm sure Don't it take was. Don't this away from me. <laughs> it's real to me. Um, so uh, she was, but yeah, I, I asked her a question about a different show. I think I asked her about the Terminator show. I didn't ask her. Oh, about, that was uh, a good show. Firefly. Yeah, she was great in that. I mean, you know, uh, I think I asked her about that. And she's on an episode of Big Bang Theory, and I asked her about uh, that. So. 
All right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, anyway. But yeah, so yeah, so she's gonna be there, and then I think there's a couple of artists or whatever that I definitely want to check out. You know, uh, the main stars of it this year are like Harry Potter people, which I don't really mess with, and like with like Negan. Is that Negan? Negan. That dude? Yeah, yeah. Jeffrey yeah. Dean Morgan. Is yeah, that his yeah. name? He's that's gonna him. be there or whatever. And I don't watch that show, so that's not a real big pull for me. But I, I know it is. He's for a good a lot actor. Of people, yeah, so. it don't do much for me, but he's a good. Yeah, actor. no, he, he was is. the comedian. Yeah, he is. In the yeah, Watchmen. Right. Oh yeah. He actually did a yeah. good job in everyone. And there was also, also there was another mo- actually another Chris Evans movie that was based on a comic book. There, uh, the it was sort of the it's just, oh god damn it it's like the Expendables <laughs> yeah. or something. Okay, well he was in Rampage also, so but we won't be bringing that up. Um, <laughs> oh, Jesus. That was not good. Yeah, he was in Rampage. And he was also Denny on Grey's Anatomy. So whatever. Mm-hmm. All right. So, the anyway, losers. not that I watched that. The losers. The losers. With oh, Zoe Saldana, about that. Chris Evans, mm. Idris Elba, mm. and Jeffrey D. Morgan. Wow, there's a lot of comic book people in there. Damn. Yeesh. Yeah, it is. That's crazy. Yep. All right. Very nice. So, yeah. So, we have that next weekend. That'll be fun or whatever. Get over there and nerd out. Uh, <laughs> Brother Beavis has Baltimore City Comic Con, which has a much um, fluffier guest list. Um, so, yeah. The good times we'll get some pictures and whatnot and post all that stuff but that's about it then all right so remember you baby find this podcast on soundcloud itunes stitcher google play rate review subscribe uh be able to find me at brothers comics on twitter instagram facebook tumblr I have a tumblr now if you want to see me post pictures of a bunch of nerd stuff uh all that stuff just search at brothers comics sandman where can they find you you can always find me on sam at excuse me on twitter at sandman 415 so you can find Sandman there, uh, Brother Beavers in the ether on those types of things, and that's about it. I guess folks. you could find right, me at so we'll Baltimore Comic Con, but yeah, Baltimore Comic Con. He'll be the white guy with the Brothers Comics T-shirt on. That'll be him. So, <laughs> so yeah, there's that. So yeah, but yeah, so yeah, good times. I gotta uh, get back into all. shape. I gotta get back into shape before I can wear that shirt. You always send me like Man. mediums. Like, uh, man, you better, <laughs> yeah, do who you tell you me. Like, I, I, you I appreciate the compliment, but uh, yeah, that's the <laughs> size t shirt I wear. Y'all better start doing some planks, some planks, and sit ups. Then, man, I got like three plank. weeks yeah. of cardio tonight, 18 days of cardio yes. to knock out before yeah, I can yeah. show up in college. Just don't eat, just, just don't eat for 18 days, man. You'll be good. <laughs> All right, so yeah. So as our X-Men, the animated series, music starts to play us out. I am the producer of this podcast, and I'm signing off. Go ahead and sign off, Sam, man. Sayonara, people. We will see you next episode. All right, Brother Beavis, go ahead and sign off. All right, I'll see you guys next month. All right, <laughs> hey, not next month. That's not bad. All right, we'll see you guys on the other side. Peace. Peace. Peace.